Hello and welcome to FBs, Lessons in Graceful Living. I am Belinda. Today's topic is on governance. Governance refers to the overarching concept of controls and standards to govern relationships in a system. In the business world, we hear about corporate governance, which refers to the principles, practices, rules and processes by which a corporate entity is run, whether it is a company, a partnership, a non-profit organization, or a government body. When we say that a corporate entity has good corporate governance, generally, we mean that the organization has a culture of accountability and transparency, where the board and management give credence to the rights of different stakeholders. Who are the stakeholders? These are usually the shareholders, the employees, the customers and suppliers of the company, and the community in which the company has its presence. A good organization looks after and balances the interests of these different stakeholders. Today, our guest is no stranger to managing complex issues and to holding himself to the highest standards of governance. We are very honored to welcome Mr. Patrick Tay to our podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Brother Patrick, as I call him, is a lawyer by training and has spent the better part of the last three decades volunteering at grassroots level in his com community and championing workers' rights. Brother Patrick is currently the Assistant Secretary General in Singapore's National Trades Union Congress an organization uniting many trade unions and associations, social enterprises and other partners in creating better lives for workers in Singapore. He is also a member of parliament and brings his experience and passion for improving the lives of his constituents. Brother Patrick, why is governance important in what you do? Could you share some experiences that have left an inedible impact in how you view and practice good governance? I think uh, you know, governance is particularly important now that we are really talking about the ESG agenda, environment, social and governance. I think governance has been put uh, to the forefront in the you know, left, right, centre in uh, many organisations and even not just organizations, but in communities, industries, and in all parts of the world in the globe. And, and therefore, before I touch a bit on you know, what governance means to me uh, from where I am, from the National Trades Union Congress, I thought uh, good to share a bit about what uh, NTUC or the National Trades Union Congress does uh, for the benefit of our listeners and those of you watching this. Um, National Trades Union Congress is actually a federation of trade unions. Uh, in Singapore, yeah, uh, and within the National Trade Unions Congress, we have uh, almost 60 affiliates. Yeah, we call it affiliates, as you rightly pointed out. Uh, they are affiliated unions and associations uh, to us, uh, slightly more than 60. And uh, we have today, uh, I, I'm, I'm proud to say that we have something like uh, slightly more than 1.1 million union members uh, across all these uh, more than 60 affiliated unions and associations. And uh, well, I can sort of categorize them into three different sectors, the industrial, the services, as well as the public sector. 
So industrial meaning uh, industries such as in the electronics, metal, chemical industries, for example. Services sector will include hospitality, aviation, um, health services, and even security services. And of course, in the public sector, a uh, big part of Singapore, we have uh, public institutions, uh, government and statutory boards who are also uh, have their own unions to look after workers in the public sector. So in a way, we divide uh, the more than 60 affiliates as well as our 1.1 million members into uh, these three big segments. Wow. However, besides the unions, uh, we have gone through uh, sort of, you know, uh, uh, a lot of reorganization and, uh, and refreshing. Mm. And in the last decade, we've been busy into different other spaces. Uh, for example, beyond the traditional unions, we've gone into working with freelancers. The freelancers are self-employed. We've uh, gone into the professionals manager executive space through, uh, uh, you know, having alliances with... Uh, many of our youth associate partners. Uh, we have also uh, looked after our migrant workers uh, through our migrant worker centre and the centre for domestic employees. And finally, we also recognise that, uh, you know, in Singapore, a large number of companies, yeah, we have more than 200,000 companies in Singapore and a large part of them are small and medium enterprises. So we have gone to that space as well to, well, work closely with them uh, to provide a leg up uh, in a way to support them to, uh, better the lives and livelihoods of our workers in, in those uh, small and medium enterprises. So that's in a nutshell what NTUC and the labour movement does. Mm -hmm. And um, so as you can see, uh, we are quite a large yeah. uh, entity and, and as being a federation of trade unions and uh, associations, uh, we, we, we actually have a lot of interface and work very, very closely with many of our affiliates. I say, uh, I call it affiliates. Why? Because each of our more than 60 uh, unions uh, and associations have their own constitution, uh, governed by their own executive council, boards and committees. So very much uh, governance in that sense are, are pretty much on their own, uh, well, accountable to their members as well as to their executive council, uh, to their union leaders on, on the ground and in their respective unions. So I think governance plays a very, very important part. Uh, in, and, and in particular, governance uh, from a labour movement point of view and in, from a trade union point of view, uh, I would say I can dichotomize into two big relationships. Yeah. The very first relationship is the relationship between the employer and the union. Uh, this is increasingly important as we've seen in, uh, during the recent pandemic where we had to have a lot of interface with companies to make sure that they stay afloat. Mm -hmm. uh, the other big relationship is uh, with our members the union and the members. So I, I would say I would want to like share a bit more about uh, what governance means to me and of course our, our trade unions uh, in these two uh, aspects. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, good idea. The, um, across the board, uh, yeah. how the employee, how employees look at governance, you know. How can I apply governance to, you know, the sector? Yeah. In particular, governance uh, from an employer and trade union perspective. Uh, as you know, in Singapore, we have quite a number of laws. Uh, not just laws, laws related uh, to the manpower and labour space, but also uh, regulations and we have lots of tripartite guidelines uh, and, and tripartite standards, including tripartite advisories. Uh, we have this, this is not new. I mean, the very, very first form of a tripartite guideline was started in 1972, the National Wages Council Guidelines. Yeah. And it's been an annual affair where we roll out wage guidelines on, uh, you know, to, to the whole of the Singapore workforce and populace. So that was the first uh, you know, 
semblance of a tripartite guidelines. And through the years, we have done uh, quite a number. And of course, uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, the tripartite partners played a very pivotal role in working together to respond uh, quite, quite quickly and quite promptly to some of the challenges. Uh, so therefore, uh, these, uh, the compliance uh, with these guidelines, advisories, as well as laws and regulations is of particular importance in, the, you know, in dealing with companies and unions interface with them. So, you know, you, you mentioned you have so many industries, right? Mm. From, and all these employees or union members, they have um, different background. So how can they think that, oh, I am actually, I'm, I'm doing governance, I am practicing governance. How, how would the person feel? Uh, you know, mm. or how, do you, how are you going to instill governance into this across the board? This, because there's so different backgrounds. Uh, yes, the you're right. The aviation industry, the hospitality industry, one's flying high, one is yeah. on the ground. You know? So, so, so at, 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 uh, as I mentioned about tripartite, I think we have gone from a, a very national tripartite framework between uh, the government, uh, NTUC, as well as our employer partners, which is Singapore National Employers Federation. Mm -hmm. And uh, that has kind of evolved into sectoral and cluster-wide uh, tripartism. For example, in the financial sector, uh, we work very closely with the Monetary Authority of Singapore, including the City of Banking and Finance. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, the, the, with the head honchos uh, of the three different segments in the, uh, in the financial sector, the, the bank space, uh, Association of Banks Singapore, as well as the insurance, uh, the two big insurance uh, associations, as well as the asset management uh, associations. So I think uh, this example of how at a sectoral level, we try to roll out uh, you know, points in this space, in, in terms of governance, in terms of compliance with guidelines, laws, rules, and, and many of the programs at the sectoral level, and and hopefully you you, will, you know cascade down and percolate down much better than at the national level. Okay, great. What would be a few takeaway lessons from these stories that you have shared uh, from these? Uh, yeah, I think it's very important, uh, particularly as we grapple with the uncertainties, the headwinds, and the many different challenges. Yeah, in Singapore, we have quite a number of challenges, uh, both from an ESG point of view as well as from a governance point of view. Uh, why do I say that? Uh, you, have a, you have a changing future of work. Yeah, the kind of the workplaces are changing. We have hybrid work arrangements. Uh, the workforce is, is, is rapidly changing as well. More white-collar workers. Mm. And, and of course, uh, we have an aging workforce and a shrinking workforce as well because we have an aging workforce and we have a low fertility rate in Singapore. So I think that, that's another big challenge. And the nature of work, I think with the half-life of skills shortening and, and a lot of transformation and reorganization and restructuring going around in various organizations, uh, including SMEs that have to transform and to keep pace with the ch changes and, uh, and with digitalization and all the, the different exacting challenges, I think there's the need to really stay ahead of the curve. And therefore, you know, uh, a few important things I thought uh, would uh, be a key takeaway or call out uh, to everyone who's listening into this, whether you're an employer, whether you're an employee, whether you're you know, uh, someone who's in the governance space, is what I call uh, the three R's. Oh. Yeah, yes. ready, relevant, and resilient. Yeah, you know, you know particularly important. And resilient, yeah. Firstly, ready with the knowledge and the skills. I think uh, there are a lot of new guidelines, policies, and things for you to comply with. 
And therefore, uh, very, very important to be able to be uh, readily equipped with the skills and knowledge so that you can cascade down and, well, at the organizational level, at the departmental level, as well as at the personal level, particularly if you are involved in, in such interface uh, with the unions and labor movement. And secondly, of course, uh, relevant. Mm. Yeah, relevant uh, because uh, you know, jobs are being more transformed. I think uh, particularly governance is a space where you really, they're, they're, you know, with all the changing rules and changing platforms and the changing future of work, very, very important to stay relevant yeah, uh, in, in, in that governance uh, framework as well as the governance role, if you're in the governance role. And finally, resilient. Uh, I, I keep mentioning resilient because I think it's important, particularly as I mentioned uh, the headwinds and uh, a lot of the curveballs, important for us to, to stay resilient so that we are, we, are, we are able to be more adaptable and be able to bounce back uh, if we face any curveballs. As the last question for you, you mentioned about stewardship. Mm. You know, stewardship, there is accountability and trust. How do you put all this into, you know, what you just earlier mm. described? Uh, thanks, Belinda, for that question. Because earlier on, we talked about compliance, particularly between uh, the relationship between the employers and the unions and Compliance with laws, regulations, guidelines, advisories, uh, including collecting agreements. Yeah, we've actually gone to court a few times because some employers don't actually comply with some of the provisions in the collective agreement. So that's an example of you know, one, one aspect of it, the employer and union relationship. And when you talk about stewardship, I think uh, it's the other relationship which, uh, you know, where stewardship is particularly important, uh, that relationship between the union and its members. Of course, there's a constitution of every union. And, uh, and many of our unions are, are, you know, have, have been around for long decades. And, and, and stewardship is particularly important. Uh, what, so what aspect of stewardship? I think, of course, uh, members pay union dues. It's $9 a month today. Uh, and, and through the years, uh, I think uh, unions have uh, you know, collected dues from, from uh, union members. And therefore, governance is particularly important, uh, both from an NTUC perspective as well as from a union perspective. Uh, we want to be we want to ensure that our unions, our union leaders, and people who run the unions, uh, you know, are good stewards of the funds. So don't don't you know don't go into risky investments. Uh, don't go. So there are actually rules and guidelines uh, to to, uh, to support them uh, in terms of financial policies, how to better manage. And therefore, I, I must say I'm proud to say, of course, uh, with uh, a lot of support also from the registry of trade unions that uh, our unions are, are you know besides have providing annual uh, financial statements to the registry of trade unions, uh, you know, sort of to be transparent. Uh, every four years, uh, in fact, where we have a, net, uh, a delegates conference, where the entire union and its members and its delegates come together, there's a financial report. So it's, everything is very transparent. And therefore, transparency is one key um, aspect of, uh, of governance uh, in, yes, in, and, and there's good stewardship. Yeah. Uh, in, in, on the part of the unions. And uh, the other part is also, uh, like you rightly pointed to, uh, it's not just transparency, but accountability. So every expenditure, particularly uh, major expenditures, for example, if you decide uh, to, to buy a property or, or do a major purchase or spend certain monies for the benefit of members or even roll out schemes and programs to provide welfare to members. So that part of it, uh, if the expenditure goes uh, above certain limits, there are financial limits and uh, it's provided in the constitution and therefore uh, delegates may have to vote at a, at a general meeting uh, to endorse and approve those expenditures. So that's uh, another aspect of it. So besides transparency 
then there's accountability as well. And of course, finally, trust. Yeah. Uh, very, very important. I think uh, every four years, uh, we elect our, most unions every four years will elect their executive council, executive committee. And therefore, our members put the trust in these union leaders and these uh, delegates to, to, to run the union and make decisions on behalf of the entire uh, union and its members. So, so very, very important that uh, we need to uh, have strong trust trust between uh, the union and the leaders and with our members. So I think this uh, covers uh, some of the key aspects of being a good steward, uh, you know, developing, strengthening the trust, being accountable to our members, and at the same time, uh, also being transparent in all our interactions. Thank you, Brother Patrick, for being our guest on our podcast and for sharing your experiences with us. Dear listeners, we hope today's episode has been interesting to you. FBEATS is the podcast of the FB platform, supported by RHT Grace Institute, a non-profit organisation. You may find more information in the notes to this podcast. Until next time, stay positive and stay safe.